ears a little bit sometimes. <clears throat> are we not? Are we not allowed to call children pricks? Ah, uh, no. I guess. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Are we? No. You, you can't. I mean, listen. This throughout this year, Greta Thornburg has been called all sorts of things. So I'm pretty sure I could call Michael's son an arsehole. But isn't it bad that she's been called that stuff? <laughs> isn't it bad that she's been called? Isn't it bad that she's been called that? It absolutely no. is. Because that girl is, is stunning and brave. So yeah, yeah. put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> but on, on the note of, of whether or not kids can be pricks, so my, my nephew, he turns three in ten days, same birthday as David Bowie, just randomly. But he turns so he turns three in, on the eighth of January. He, he's a little bit of a prick. I call him. <laughs> <laughs> I put it. I put it. I put it down to like most of his life, like. Obviously, like 2020 is a third of his life. So he's had to deal with his mum and both his grandparents around him like 24 7. He's had like everything he could possibly want, like catered to him all day long, and it's affected his personality. So I definitely think kids can be bricks. Like, he, he, he's, 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 I'm worried about him becoming like a bit of a bully and a bit of a, I don't know, like a selfish little, little kid. So I'm with you on that. You know, you know what you should, you know what you need to do is when no one's looking, hit him. <laughs> <laughs> just poke him, just poke him in the chest, just once. And when he cries, we're like, oh, you're right, what happened? But yeah, that was just, just to mess with his head a little bit. By the time he's 16, he'll be deranged, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully he won't aim that anger at you. Semi-docile. <laughs> <laughs> they, they live out on the Essex coast, so the, the deranged bit is going to happen regardless. Yeah, that's probably oh, yeah. it, yeah. 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 <clears throat> all right, all right. So on that note, I guess, should we start the pod now, then? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast. No, nicely warmed up. All right, cool, cool. All right, all right so this is the 2020 review. 2020. Um, again, actually, I'm getting feedback. Is anyone else getting that? Only when you speak. Oh, really? It's buzzy when you, st- when you start speaking. It's a bit buzzy. I just, I just thought that was your, like, electric charisma. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That's good. I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed that nobody has made any comments about um, the coon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> Only you and Edward, it would be acceptable to make those sorts of comments. Me and Matt, are, we haven't got a horse in that race, my friend. So, then start laughing. I just, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, stop laughing. I know. I just thought maybe somebody would say, like, you know, who is the coon? But apparently, apparently not. It's fine. Shall we move on? Can he... All right. So, start the pod from now. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Twenty twenty review. Like so, what's so this year? Coronavirus, obviously. Trump, Brexit, I guess. Now finally done, and then we talk a bit of football as well. What do you, what do you want to start with? What do you want to go on? Um, I don't know. We, we start with the start of the year, I suppose. Yeah. What's what's, what's that? Brexit. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah. We want to go for uh, Kobe Bryant. Just Kobe Bryant. Just like yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, for me, it all it all went wrong. After Kobe Bryant died, after Kobe Bryant, everything just went to shit. Um, coronavirus, Corona was was a just a thing in China, and you know at that part we didn't have to worry about it. And then Kobe died, and now we're all fucking sitting in our houses, running scared from 
flu that can attack it attacks you in a pub, but not if you're eating. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, and only after ten pm. Only after. 10 yeah, and only after ten pm. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess that's the policies to deal with coronavirus. You don't agree with them that you're kind of hitting that. I guess if it's kind of bullshit. Do you know, I, I would I would say that the whole thing is questionable. It's 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 questionable. I said I think I said to you before, Mike. I said I do not for a second believe that um, this has all come from somebody eating a bat. I think this there's, there's there has to be there has to be another something else that has caused all of this. Um, but I I did I did like how you know a few weeks ago everybody was talking about 2021. It's going to be fine after that. As soon as that bell strikes 12, that's it. Corona's done. 21. We're moving on. And the sad, the sad fact is, it's probably going to get worse. Next year is probably going to be a write-off as well, and it's only a matter of time before they stop, before they stop the football. You reckon? Again. I don't think. <clears throat> I don't think they will stop the football. No. I don't think they will because they're talking about a two-week circuit break. Now, what's that going to do? Because realistically, the um, uh, football teams are going to they're going to have to stay together to train for at least four, four or five days of that two-week period just to stay fit for when it comes back. So it's not going to. I mean, if they're going to circuit break it, they need to do it for like you're talking two months. And you can't do that because you've got the Euros and a whole host of other shit. So, do you think the Euros are going to go ahead? Yeah, I think they will. I, I think it will. Yeah, just with no fans or something like that. I think I, I, I think the tournament will happen, but not in the current the current format. Is to be in multiple countries, right? Still, I think they're going to have to pick one country and stay there. Yeah, uh, they've done with other tournaments like the Champions League and and Europa League. I can't see them hosting it across. I think the original plan was like 12 countries, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah something like that. I, either, either like they give it back to Russia or, or someone else has it and, and hosts, hosts the whole thing because moving around. I think the logical, the logical option, the logical choice there would be us, wouldn't it? Because we had the final and semi-final anyway, or one of the semi-finals and then the final at Wembley. So what's the final they're going to do it like that. But yeah, the, yeah, final, was the, the final was Yeah. Yeah, but based on based on current circumstances, it doesn't make a difference where you are because even if it's at Wembley, what Wembley fucking Euro Euro twenty one or whatever, you've got two thousand people in the crowd. What kind of shitty fucking final would that be? I think there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of people banking on this is all going to be done and dusted by April. And the only reason I say that is because they moved the um, uh, the League Cup final to April, which seems to be a bit strange to me because if they were going to move it, they would just move it maybe a month unless they had something specific in mind. So to move it to the end of April, I think it's a bit odd. Furlough runs out in April. I, I, just, I, I don't want to say you're going to wake up on the 1st of April and all of a sudden, hey, presto, it's all gone and finished. But they reckon nearly three quarters of the country will be vaccinated by April. I hope it's done by April because I have tickets to see Frozen and I don't really <laughs> want to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a dramatic turnaround come April. I think it will be... Fans back in stadiums uh, and all that sort of stuff because by that time, I mean, um, was it Oxford's vaccine has just been yeah, agreed yeah. this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So what's that? How many is how many's out there now? Is that four, three, four? I think it's three, I think three, three yeah. from west. I think there's the American one, like there's the Pfizer one, and then there's uh, Oxford. Yeah. But then China's got one, Russia's got one as well. There's, there's a guy at the end of my road who's got one as well. <laughs> 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 On the corner of my park. The corner oh, yeah. of my park. He's got, he's got <laughs> vaccines and hours date red right. <laughs> Does he offer it to you with a boiled sweet? <laughs> yeah, and he's got a scotch egg so you can eat inside. 
<laughs> I think you guys are right. I think I think I think January January and February are going to be real tough. Like I was kind of saying this from way back the start of the summer. Like it always felt like we were like on a collision course with a really difficult January because where where Brexit was, wherever your feelings about that as an issue, it was always going to be tricky doing that. And plus, you know, I, I, enough has been made out of the the virus and winter. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny how easy it was in the summer because it was fucking summer. You know, it's uh, not enough has yeah. been made out of the fact that we just needed to get a bit warmer as well as the vaccine helps loads. Not only does it get people outside, but you know, the the, the virus just doesn't transmit in the same way when it's warmer. So I agree with that. I think we've got six eight weeks of of, of real difficulty, then a, a turning point in March, and then hopefully beyond that, we don't really ever have to go back to kind of the tears and, and the difficulty that we're in now. But yeah, from, from reading tweets from various doctors and nurses and, and bless them all um, today, it, they're terrified of the next two to three weeks of, of, of how difficult it's going to be, which is not how you want to start a new year. I think that's universal, isn't it? I think most of us are very much aware that January and February are going to fucking suck. Like it's, it's, it's not going to be a good time. And, and we always assumed it was going to get worse during winter. And winter really is from now, because up until now, it's been quite mild and and you see the spike that's coming now, and you think, well, this is just going to keep going no matter how many of us are in tier four or five or 150 or whatever. Um, it is, it's, more, it's a more worrying time now, exactly as you said, Matt, more worrying time now than it was in the summer. The summer was far more bearable for, 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 for most. Basically, um, it's going to be still we'll May, essentially. I reckon, I reckon so, man. I, reckon, I, reckon I, don't think as into, I don't think as deep into the year as that. I, I reckon April time. Mm. I reckon sort of the end of March, early April, I reckon things will start turning around because if you listen again if you listen to the, the doctors and stuff like that they reckon that half at the very least half of the country will be vaccinated by april so yeah you know maybe a bit more than that and just on the tiers i mean what tier do you reckon it's going to be when boris comes around and bum fucks you if he catches you out that's like tier six <laughs> seven You're just just six <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be clapping for that, won't you? I've got clapping on your butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but how do you think Sorry. the year's gone, though? How do you think the year's gone, though, of COVID? And... It's been shit, Ed. Yeah. It's been fucking shit. <laughs> it's just yeah. been a shit. It has, be the, it has to be the worst year, like any of... I mean, there's personal circumstances that affect when you look back, but... I mean, I really hope we look back on this year as being one of the worst ones. Because if it isn't, then what the fuck is about to happen? Um, like, is it? Liverpool yeah, about to it's do the treble. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Is, is Liverpool doing the like treble that... worse than Arsenal doing the treble for you? What, for me? Yeah. yeah. No, for, for, well, obviously for Paul, it'd be Liverpool, wouldn't it? But for me, I, I don't know, man. I mean, even, t I mean, you could, how, how can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> Arsenal and treble. Fuck <laughs> off, Ed. <laughs> mate, mate, like we'll we'll get to football later. We'll get to football later because I think. But what, what, what treble? Audi Cup, Community Shield. Audi Cup. Cup. That's that's Tottenham's territory. They dominate. Excuse the me. Cup. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen, mate. I'll have no one say anything bad about the Audi Cup. Thank you very much. It's a very <laughs> reputable trophy to win. Thank you. And we are the current holders. So fuck you all. <laughs> I, I I I've got nothing. I've got nothing <laughs> at all. But just going back full circle, you'll say Liverpool, Liverpool winning the, the league in 2020, so in, the, in this calendar year, was one of the worst things to happen in the year. So again, it does it does mean that this is probably this year collectively has been the worst that hopefully we'll, 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 we'll experience. 
Do you remember that um, year when all the celebrities died? That was about three years ago, wasn't it? I feel like when it was, it was more. Like five celebrities. Yeah. It was like George Michael, Muhammad Ali, um, Carrie Fisher, they all died. Yeah, David Bowie died that, that year as well, I think. No, yeah. that, that was last year, wouldn't it? Was that last, Wasn't that last year? year? Was it last year? David, David Bowie died in January 2016. I know that. Okay. So, 20, I think 2016 oh, is the year that people talk about. Because Brexit and Trump happened as well. Again, regardless mm. of your, your politics, a lot of people package those things together as not being the best year we ever experienced. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you could you could say the real. I say Kobe Bryant, but you could say it all really went to hell. Twenty sixteen, after twenty sixteen, it's just been one big colossal um, fuck up after another. You know, Brexit Brexit opened the floodgates to um, uh, institutional institutions. It opened the floodgates to to outright racism. People were just like, you know what? Now now we're leaving the EU. That means we can tell everybody to go home, which was completely ridiculous. And then Trump got into power and the Americans were like, yeah, now we can start killing black people. And it's just kind of snowballed from from there. It just it just seems to have got worse and worse and worse. Then it's kind of just gone full circle with, you know, China flu. So I was in America in 2016, like in the lead up to Trump, like um, becoming president. I was. Yeah. And I think that was the year that I think was it. It felt that year that it felt like every other week. An unarmed black person was being killed, and then, then yeah. this year as well, when it, it kind of got ramped up a bit as well. So that was before that was when Obama was in power in 2016, and then this but year it was well. getting. I think it's it's been bubbling though for a few years. In 2016, when Trump started opening his mouth, and Fox, especially Fox, um, were 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 backing his his claims, it started giving a voice to those people who otherwise had to stay very quiet and sit on their hatred and sit on their intolerance, um, and then. It was during Obama because I said I was I was there I was in, I was in the states in 2016 as well, mm. um, but you could always you could feel something bubbling and 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 then when Trump came into power it just seemed to explode a constant uh, line or barrage of, of of just heinous shit that whole thing in Charlottesville where you've got the white supremacists on one side and, and do you know what I mean and, and and you're like how how is this still happening yeah in this day and age how is this still happening. And then what happens four years on, or however long it was on, you're 2020, and you've got Black Lives Matter who are marching through, um, marching through London, and then you've got that fucking wanker Tommy Robinson telling people, "Yeah, come down, we must, we got to protect our streets." No, you fucking deviant moron. It's just, it's just, it's, it was literally just inciting these skinheads and these, these, these intolerant people um, to come and try and start a war. And again, how, how is that happening in this day and age? Like for real, how is that happening? I think. I think, like, um, particularly in America, you think Trump incited it or it, like, um, or Trump allowed these people to speak, but maybe people to say this has always been going on, you know? Like, I think, yeah, I, I, want, I wonder, I need to maybe check the stats to see how, if, if there is a spike, if there was a spike in 2016 or a spike this year. So imagine there's always been violence in America, particularly. Do you not think the, <clears throat> do you not think the press have got something to do with that, though? The spikes? Yeah, possibly. On how they report on on how they report on things because if you notice that, that there's not been very many report reports from America at all recently over here at least for the last sort of two months I'd say not really but then through the summer every TV channel you put on they were showing you what was going on in America and another unarmed black man had died or this that and that. do you know what I mean so don't do, do you feel like the the press have got a, a say in what we see as the public and how much we see it and how often we see it and when we don't see it 
Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I can't say whether they had an effect on that. But obviously, with suicides, for instance, you're not allowed to say how the person died. You know, people don't describe it as suicides because, like, reporting suicides like it influences people who were considerate to try and commit suicide as well. So generally, press reporters do influence us. With that being an example, I don't. I don't know whether. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. I'm not sure if it's true. If like um, a per- person who's potentially racist and violent wasn't going to do anything until we saw s- someone who else, someone who committed a violent racial act, do something and then decide, okay, now I'm going to do it too because I'm not sure that's. I'm not sure if it works like that. It, it might do, but I'm not sure if it works. Like but that. you only need to look at like like Paul said about Tommy Robinson. Yeah. I mean, he. Um, you know, he only needs he. Oh, um, he. The, the social media companies have got it within their power to shut him down mm. so that, that it's very difficult for people to see, like Paul said, oh, we need to get uptown and we need to protect our statues and all that crap that he comes out with. But, you know, a lot of social media, uh, I know he's not on Twitter anymore. I can't remember whether he was still on Twitter then at the time. I don't know. But, I mean, he was on some social media sites. Otherwise, how's the word getting out? Like YouTube, for instance. He releases YouTube videos saying this, that and the other. So why don't YouTube shut him down? Get his videos off their site. I think I think it's a great point, and 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 I think the thing that's changed for me over like the last ten, fifteen years, thinking about the press. Back in the day, they cared about shifting like numbers of newspapers. You know, they sold each day. They cared when you're a BBC, you're a Sky News. You cared about you know number of people watching the six o'clock news, number of people watching your twenty-four hour news channel. The metrics over like the last five, six years are far more skewed towards social media. How many views are you getting on your on your social media posts? How much? How much? Yeah. How how many times are you trending in a week? Your your journalists doing well by kind of being as part of the zeitgeist. And I think you've seen a shift that way. Um, and 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 that is, I think you you can see that in in, in what you said, um, what, what you said, Mike, about the Black Lives Matter stuff has gone really really quiet over the last few weeks because it's just not. Is, is not moving the needle social media wise like it did in the summer. Now yeah. you care far more about the Brexit stuff, about the COVID stuff, the school. You know, this t- today and yesterday it seemed all all that anyone was talking about was school closures. Where the school's going to be open next week? Where they not? We're living in that kind of twenty four hour news bubble that social media just seems to just drive. And 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 what was uh, the, the thing for me in 2020 is how many like hot button issues have there been? There seems to have been hundreds of different big like moments and big issues that, that that social media have driven at various points, and they're kind of the biggest deal for about 72 hours and then gone again. And and it just it's just not a sustainable way to live or to to affect any kind of change at all. I suppose like yeah, no, sorry, I just want to like um my point before was more like um question whether social media or media creates these people who would would do these things or whether those people are already there and maybe social media might drive someone to do it but they might the hatred is it it's the hatred or the or the like um the ability to commit violence against someone based on something as weird as like race or gender or whatever like is, is this outside of social media existed before Twitter and Facebook? The the the, the desire the desire is there. The desire would always is 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 within that power within an individual. But they're given the power of social media, especially these keyboard warriors who can say whatever they want on Facebook and on Twitter and whatever without any repercussions. Because what's the worst that could happen? Facebook will ban you for twenty four hours. 
Do you know what I mean? Whereas, <clears throat> so it's a lot easier now for people to to spew that hatred. But when you have um, when you have physical um, beings like Tommy Robinson and, and and Katie Hopkins and even Trump, who himself might not necessarily say something outright racist, it might be on the cusp, but it's enough to incite hatred. It's enough to incite racism, and that's what they do. Someone like Tommy Robinson, he's smart. He's smart in how he does it because he will say some shit to get them riled up, and then he'll stand back. Oh boys, I can't come, but you go, you crack on. Good luck to you. I'll go and fight the power and that shit. And that's what it is. It's, it's the thought and the desire is always there, but they're given. They 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 basically they gas themselves up because of what they see and they read on social media. And unfortunately, society as a whole, we're very whimsical. So Black Lives Matter was huge in the summer and it's died down now because people. It's like people have forgotten that there's some shit that's still going down. There's some shit that still needs to be addressed. And whether it's Black Lives Matter or if it's football, kick it out or say no to racism or any anything at all. The fight itself doesn't end and shouldn't end. While there's still an issue, it shouldn't end. And it sh- people shouldn't fall silent just because they're now concerned about sending their kids back to school on January 1st or January, whatever it is. Um, but we are. We're very, very whimsical. We're very, very... Uh, we kind of just piss in the wind as far as, as far as society goes, which again gives people the opportunity to say what they want because a few weeks down the line no one's going to care so people can say what they want and do what they want and be whatever whatever they want because a few weeks down the line we're all going to be talking about you know girl force wins and snow yeah you know I feel like the politicians i do that now as well. oh, they, they're more they're more sure of that so they can they literally do say whatever they want particularly here absolutely yeah i think I, th- I think in this in this current climate of of racism and whites feed blacks i think what we truly need is a superhero <laughs> don't, don't say the name, Paul. Don't say the name. Listen, please. Don't say. Everybody knows his name. Everybody knows his name. Yeah. If you're a fan of South Park, you know his name. I'm just saying, he'd fix it. He'd fix it all. all right. Cheers. All right. Cool. And on that note, what do you want to talk about? Brexit, Trump. What do you want? To, what do you want to talk about? Or something else? Something out? Something out? I, left. I, I actually have. I actually have a, an honourable mention, and I say honourable because this man is. He's an honour to watch week in, week out, and everything that he's done off the pitch is just pure class. And that is um, okay. Marcus Rashford, uh, the king, the absolute, he's, what, what an absolute diamond of a fella. And can you believe that it was only a few months ago when we were arguing about whether kids were allowed to eat or not? Yeah, yeah. What kind, what kind of shit is that, really? Like, there was genuine, genuine discourse and genuine arguments as to whether... Hungry children were allowed to eat and people were losing their minds over it. In the same year where we were all told, you know, be kind. Be kind. But yeah, no, fuck the kids. I mean, so I just I think it's worth it's worth mentioning um that Marcus Rashford is an absolute fucking legend. Uh there you go. and I'm super he proud of well. him. I remember was it earlier this year when with like uh, furloughs and lockdowns, was it I remember was the politicians were trying to put like um the heat on the footballers for their wages. Like, mm. And then, and then it kind of Marcus. I think he's been doing this this type of thing for a while, long before coronavirus. And he was, yeah. yeah. And then I guess he really pushed it. I suppose he really pushed it during during lockdown. And now it's yeah, it's and yeah. Let's not, let's not forget Boris. Boris said no. Yeah, his first proposal. Boris Boris did say no, and eventually had to U-turn because he realised that to deny the children um, food would make him essentially the devil. Has that hurt him? Has that hurt Boris though? As you were saying earlier, that people could say, people could, politicians or people could say what they want with the knowledge that, like, like keep some shiny, like, shown in their face and they forget it. You know, I don't know. Not even, a, shiny, shiny not even a little bit. 
Not even to answer your question, not even, a, not even a little bit. He, Boris did what he did, and then he backflipped. He backflipped. I'd love to see him backflip. Um, <laughs> he he, he flip-flopped on it and, and U-turned. Um, and then Rashford put out another proposal, um, and Boris said no to that. And then they U-turned and said yes to that as well. But no one's going to care. Because all they're saying is, all, all, they'll, all they'll think is, well, we did it in the end, didn't they? Again, with COVID, we, we, we probably should have locked down months ago. Months and months and months, or whatever, whatever, where it all started kicking off, and he should have acted then, and he didn't. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but he did it eventually. And, you know, it's the best that he, it's the best that he could do. Brexit's another one. He just he just got Brexit over the line. Um, yeah, but it should, should have been done ages ago. Yeah, but he's finally, he's done it, though, so it's all right. But it should, it should have, four years, four years we've been going through Brexit. Yeah. Four years. We, we were supposed to leave two years ago, weren't we? Yeah, I think that's when, was that? We had an extension, we had one, yeah. ex- one extension, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I I think they've knackered themselves, the Conservatives, with everything that's happened this year. How do you mean? Uh, I think I just, I just think, I I think they're 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 pretty much unelectable for the foreseeable. But like, yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think so. Yeah, if you get if you get someone half decent as the leader of the Labour Party, I think that they'd dance all over it. Do you think Keir Starmer's half decent? I think uh, from what I've seen of him, yeah, I think he, he's 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 more new Labour, isn't he, rather than Corbyn and the and the, the ultra left wing. So I mean, I think a lot of people could get behind him. I think they could. I don't see why not. Can you get? Would you get behind him? <clears throat> I've got no, my own. No pun, no pun intended. With, oh yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's tier. That one's tier nine. No, I um, <laughs> I've got my uh, I've got my own discrepancies with the Labour government as a whole, with a Labour government. But I mean, that was Blair, and that's a long time ago. So I don't know, maybe is that, is that like like war going or war in Iraq and so on and so forth? Or... Yeah, d- yeah, just the whole thing. You know, the war criminals Bush and Blair. But hey, mm. that's another story. We'll save that one for the whiskey. All right, with the whiskey. Um, I think I think we need a a leader for whatever party that we can rely on. You know, maybe someone who moonlights as a superhero. <laughs> Did you you put him there on purpose, didn't you? Bro, you were at my house yesterday. Like you, could, he that's where he sits. I've got him and I've got Toad. Do you want to oh, want to okay. admit that to being at each other's house during lockdown? No, he was looking at my looking through my window. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like like a voyeur. He wasn't. Like yeah, a voyeur. One. He wasn't. He wasn't in my house. He was. He was looking through the window whilst I showered. But that's a story for for, for whiskey. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> but no, I've I've I think everything that's happened uh, under the the leadership of uh, of a conservative government, I think has damaged them massively with the voters. I think I think it can't not have. Like you said, all the stuff with Marcus Rashford. I mean, who in their right mind, what human being rejects a child food? It's it's just it's comedy, really. But, but I suppose you know, me and, and Paul were saying that. It seems like people don't actually care. Like, um, as Paul was saying earlier. Yeah, but you say you say that now, but it's only because we're being pumped with COVID and and, and all this other stuff at the moment. But, you, you know, people later remember. on down... I think so. I, I don't understand how people can't remember. I know you get those wallies all over social media that, that post all these funny pictures about, you know, the single mums and all that. Oh, well, you know, well, you've got money to go out and do this and get your nails done and do that and all the other. But I, I think the majority of people will remember that he... he he actively tried to reject food for kids. I mean, I don't think you can look at it any other way. Mm. So twice, I might add. Yeah. So this is it. Yeah. And, and then he, it, he, and... he's bimbled and bumbled with Brexit, and he's bimbled and bumbled with COVID, and I, I think just 
you know what I mean? And just watching him when he stands there and he he tries to uh, just like stutter his way for a press conference and it's just, it's just tedious to watch, you know? And he it just seems like he treats everything like it's an eaten frat party. You know, I don't know. It's just all a bit weird. He calls um, you mate, he calls him JBT, doesn't he? I mean, it's just how unprofessional is that? JBT? Uh, Who's JBT? Is it is it JBT? Uh, JBT, the guy with the glasses. The, um, it is. That's what he calls him, doesn't he? Yeah, it is JBT. Yeah, because he's got oh, he's got. I can't remember what the guy's name is. But every time yeah. he's a press conference, he's like JBT. Like they're gonna yeah, break but out you just fucking uh, rap or something. That's what I mean. You just think it's so unprofessional. I mean, why can't you just call him Mister Bot or my right honourable chappy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's uh, pass over to JBT. Ha ha. And you think fuck off. <laughs> It's not eating, mate. Talk- Fuck off. This, 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 this is a man. This is a man who has spent years um, in the limelight as as a buffoon. He he is. That's his whole stick. Is he is that he's the guy who he's no. He's like the, he's like a bloke who you see down a pub who just dances to fucking Sweet Caroline, and he's. That's what. But there, we we you know I say we, but the country or however many of the country voted um, for him and they believed in him and they followed him when he blindly lied about Brexit to begin with and they were like yeah 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 Boris Boris all the way all the way you know this is the guy the guy that fucking rugby tackled that poor kid yeah um, <laughs> that guy yeah or zip lining the fucking the Britain flags and he said what a tosser Boris Johnson is however. Yeah. You could argue that he's done a he's done a better job than Theresa May ever could have, and he probably has done a better job than um, Jeremy Corbyn probably would have. In in fairness, so you're and I'm a I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Labour guy. I'm a Labour guy, but but um, you know, but it's best of a bad bunch. It's the same as Trump and 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 Biden. You're gonna have that fucking lunatic or the guy that sniffs children's hair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, either way, either way, you're screwed. But at least with Biden, America's screwed, but with compassion. So yeah, you know what I mean, so like, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna fuck you, but we feel bad about it. So yeah. I'll stroke your hair while I'm doing it. Pretty much. Whereas, as, whereas um, Boris, Boris had just fed us shit sandwiches now for about a year. You know, every now and again it was something good, then it was just something crap, and then something. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's all it's been. And you know, I think he's had, I think he's had a tough job though. I will give him that. He's had a really tough year. Yeah, um, it would have been tough enough, but then yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, on top of that. You Absolutely. Know. Having said that, fuck him, Jin, fucking long prick. All right. So somehow we've covered coronavirus, like Brexit, a bit Trump, kind of. Should we, should we like go to football for a bit? I, I want to, like, say 2020, just for the year 2020, if you can grade your teams. Obviously, Paul's a Man United fan. Telfin- Hang on. Has, has Matt got any input on the uh, actually? Yeah, that's we just spoke about. Edward, don't be rude. Who the fuck is Matt? Um, <laughs> who, the, who, who the fuck is that guy? Um, thank you, Mike. It's very magnanimous of you. Um, no, just a couple of points on politics. I think that the, the, issue, the issue that we all have holding this government to account whether you voted for them or not is that had such a such a big win they've got such a strong majority in the house of commons and now with the fixed term parliament act we we know when the next election is that was one of the worst pieces of legislation this country's ever put in but i think i think having that threat of election at almost any point actually has held a lot of governments to account over over the previous years and kind of taking that bit from america and kind of knowing what year you're going to have the election knowing we've still got 
bloody hell, what is it? Was it four years till the next election? Yeah, I think it's 24, oh, 25. Yeah. No, knowing it's yeah. that far away. So it's it's really hard to hold anyone to account when you when you've got that big of a majority and and the next election's not that far. Agree with Paul, I don't think Corbyn would have done any better of a job because you're both with with Corbyn and Boris, you're you're both talking about character charisma, personality and ego before you're talking about detail and of the necessary experience and the ability to kind of do the hard yards, the day-to-day actual job. The leader's not fun. It's, it's not easy. And I, I look back on the, we had them for two years and it was a, a tumultuous two years, but Obama and Gordon Brown, for all of their faults, they're detailed people. They're getting and do the job. They might, and I mean, Obama brings the charisma as well, obviously, but they're very different types of leader when you compare he's them to Trump and Boris. He's very smooth, but he's, he's an introvert as well, which is what's quite interesting about Obama. He's a bookworm, reads a ridiculous amount. And, and both, both he and Brown, I kind of wish we had them now. I feel like they would have been the types of, the types of men you want in that of power when you're going through the shit you don't need the cartoon kind of clown keeping you smiling and keeping you happy when you know you've had the hardest year ever you need the people who are really detailed and bringing the experts and, and do the hard work you know it wasn't a time for um for, for those kind of big cartoon characters which i think both boris and trump are um so yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that it's a, it's a long way to the next election um and, and i i don't disagree with anybody that i think a lot of these Mistakes which border on criminality in, in, in a lot of respect. We're probably going to be dealing with like 100,000 people dying from COVID in this country. Um, I tweeted earlier today at Wednesdays, so they, they, they reported 900 and something deaths in the UK on Wednesday, um, or the 30th, which is, which is terrifying and a huge trap. We had more reported deaths in 24 hours than Australia have had in the entire year. Um, obviously, as, as everyone likes to bring out, big differences between our two countries. But you can't tell me that we're that different, that we could have handled it so badly that we're, that we're kind of dealing with that magnitude of difference. So, yeah, it, 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 it's not... It's not a great scenario, whichever way you want to paint it. This is this has always been the issue for me personally. For me, it's always, you know, America and, and the UK are the two nations that supposedly the rest of the world look to as the, you know, unwritten leaders. We're, we're the superpowers and we have ballsed it up so badly. And when you look at other other countries who seem to have, China seems to have some of a handle on it now. New Zealand are done. They're, 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 they're finished now. Um Australia are, are on their way to to <clears throat> eradicating it, and and you kind of think, well, why is it why is it taken the two the two big superpowers? Why are we the ones that are failing so badly when everybody else seems to be having a handle on it? I don't understand what it is that we're doing so wrong compared to Australia, compared to um, other countries. We should have been at the forefront of it. We should have been like, no, 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 listen, this is how it's going to go, you know. But but we didn't. Maybe we're- meanwhile. Actually, no, carry on. Carry on. Say again? i just say maybe... No, no, no. It's kind of... Maybe we're not as good as we think we are, you know? And maybe maybe the rest of... Maybe maybe Brexit as well. I think the rest... Maybe the rest of the world kind of thinks that as well. Because I think we had a reputation of quietly getting on with, with things, like, and making the sensible choices. And, for, like, mm. regardless of your politics, Brexit didn't seem like the sensible choice. It seemed like the risky choice. It, things, could, things could be better. It could, could be worse, but it's a risk. You know, for for it's risk for anything to happen, and it and it seemed to uh, it maybe highlighted 
least to the rest of the world, and maybe this year, maybe highlighted to us who live here that that reputation that we that we had is maybe it's not yeah it's not what it, it's not exposed to reality. Yeah, the reality is a lot different with it. With that one. The the early signs of Brexit though look pretty good, don't they? From what I've been reading, no, no, yeah, no, trade deals be. and such. It might well, well from what I've, what I've seen, like mm. a lot of the trade deals aren't really much different to what was there within when we were part mm. of you. But, but I was reading. I was reading earlier today that if you include the twenty-seven member states of the uh, European Union, we've struck up ninety trade deals across the world. Which I mean, it's not too shabby. I know the EU was the EU yeah. was a big one, wasn't it? it? It was the one that you know that they wanted to get right. And by the sounds of it, I've not really looked too much into it. I don't think there's much to look into at the moment. Nothing's really been published, has it? But from what uh, from the noises that I've been hearing, it's 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 a pretty good deal all round, isn't it? I think. First, I'm not. I think that's it. Oh, I just got. I just say this. I'm. I'm not an expert on trade deals or or anything like that. I wasn't an expert. Obviously, I'm not. I wasn't an expert before we 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 voted to leave. When I'm not an expert now that this deal's done. But like, I, ninety sounds like a lot. But it's but it's a high number. But what what's the context? I guess you know. I don't know what the context is. It could be. No, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like early early signs. Yeah. Are you know because not too much has been published, if anything at all. Really, so. yeah. I I've not read much. So one one of the, one of my one of my concerns about it was, and this is I spoke to somebody um, at work, and he was like, one of the things he's happy about is we get our laws back. We don't have to be we don't have to fall in with that European European law, you know, the Human Rights Act and all that shit. And I'm like, without the Human Rights Act, um, should any of you or me or your kids or anybody else find themselves in another country wrongfully arrested, they could be subjected to all kinds of torture and not be protected by the Human Rights Act. Um, that is obviously a far-fetched thing, but it's small details like that where you think, mm, well, it's not all bad, is it? But, I mean, like I said, I don't know enough about um, what we've got and what we haven't got, other than the fact that I know that, you know, uh, freedom of movement's gone and we have yeah. to pay visas to go to other countries. Having said that, coronavirus is stopping us from going on holiday anyway, so, yeah. There's the, hol- there's the holiday bit for me, but there's also the... I, I generally had plans at some point to live in another country, and I, I did. And, and whether or not that was whether or not that was going to be an EU country, I hadn't really decided. But at some point, I wanted to spend a few years somewhere else. And all I know is I've I've lost twenty something odd countries off of that list that would have been not just easy, but literally get on a train to make happen, and then and and work and live wherever I wanted. So that that's a big loss. I think I think I think I think Mike's right. We're kind of getting there with the trade stuff. I mean. I, I I was just really really grateful and, and, and thankful that we we got any kind of deal because it looked like we we're just going to smash into a wall at one point and that would have been you know like no food in Tesco sort of moment which had been which would have been quite fun for everybody. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I still I'm still I'm not as sad as I was about it. It's kind of that the edge of it because I, I I'll put my hands up. I voted for Maine back in 2016. Um, um, more, more for the travel and just the, you know the possibilities of, of building a life somewhere else. Um, and the, the other so- the, the sovereignty stuff never really rang true to me because I just don't think about the world in, in, in those ways. But um, my sadness and anger around it has softened over over time. I'm just I'm just kind of glad it's we got somewhere in it. Hopefully, we're moving into a different you know, era around it all, and we can just kind of get past it. And, and and move on to, to a different time because I'm, I'm I'm just honestly just sick of hearing about it as much as anything. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Of, yeah. There's, there's a sense of relief, isn't there? You're not 
you're not you're not glad that it's you're just relieved that it is coming to the point of where we can yeah. stop talking about it um but I'm, yeah. I'm with you my my plan my plans were to um leave the country live abroad and that although not impossible is now a lot harder than it was four or five years ago yeah. um that was one of my main reasons for wanting to wanting to remain but it, it is what it is um and yeah like you said we have we have a deal however good or bad that deal is or will be remains to be seen um but you know worst case scenario we could have left with nothing at all and then we really would have just been up shit's creek wouldn't we it seems that that the uh, the whole of parliament are pretty happy with it i was reading earlier i think only one mp rejected it i know there was a couple of um abstainers but i believe only one a labor mp it- i think yeah, I, uh, I can't remember the name. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Corbyn, Diane Abbott, and the, the usual crowd, they abstained from what I was reading. Uh, all of the Conservative MPs voted yay or whatever. It, what do they call? Hi. Hoy. What's the word? I heard. Yay or nay. Yes. No. No, they do. No, they say a word. What is it they use? Matt, you'll know. You, what do they say? Is it I or who? Me? Are you, are you an MP? No. <laughs> no then, say, then, then say yes, you fucking doofus. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there was a sense today of just... Um, I, I, I was reading, I think, the SNP and, 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 and maybe the Welsh National Party as well has kind of made a bit of a protest vote. But for the most part, I think, in parties, all just, you know, wanted to get it done. Because I think what, what a lot of people don't realise is this is like part one of an ongoing negotiation, like continue to be renegotiating and with the EU as a body, it's not suddenly like I don't know, a lot of people have used that divorce analogy, which is which is helpful when you just kind of go, let's get it done, and then we can move on and see other people. Fine, but when you actually look into nitty gritty, this is you know this is an ex-wife who you've got fifty kids with and own seven houses and 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 two businesses. You know you, you're not you're not suddenly not going to be talking to them or, or 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 thinking about different issues. You can't. For me, digging into the psychology behind why I feel like a lot of people voted for Brexit, my many members of my family included in this, uh, and I've had long conversations with them, a lot of the psychology be- behind it seems to be this kind of anti-globalisation, popular, popular kind of nostalgic kind of vibe back to, you know, we missed the 1960s, basically. Um, and, and so... I do wonder if there's going to be like there'll be another backlash to it all, and when reality sinks in and sort of goes, actually, none, none of those big things you thought were going to happen are going to going to be brought about by Brexit because that was n- never what it was about. You know, they they did ultimately sell you a lie in in, in sort of bring, bringing back a, a bygone era because you know nothing stops globalization. We, we're so far past that point now. Um, so I'd be interested to hear your all of your thoughts on that. For me, that felt like the underlying psychology behind it all. It wasn't about fish. It, it wasn't about blue passports. And it, it, and it, and it obviously certainly hasn't been about um, the single market because that's, that's kind of been batted away almost immediately. The underlying psychology seemed to, to me to be about some kind of a, a wish for a bygone era that just can't, can't happen. Like make, make Britain great again. Yeah. I don't know what it was about. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if because what wasn't it? Wasn't that thing like um, the day after the vote? Like the the biggest Google search in this country was like, "What is the European Union?" 
So I wonder if like it was it was it not just a protest vote? Just just because people were dissatisfied with how things were, regardless of the European Union or not. I think for some it was. I I know people who voted leave because they just wanted to essentially shake anarchy. up Parliament. Anarchy, exactly. That's what you've it told was, me that before. Was, you have some friends who voted for yeah, yeah. just to yeah. This this was a civilised Guy Fawkes plot. So rather than blowing up the Houses of Parliament, let's just fucking throw it into disarray. And I, I think, think similar with Trump that, as well, I think similar with Trump. Uh, the same money. A lot of the yeah, same well, money and a lot of the same people. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, although some people, I think I think there's a lot of people voted both remain and leave based off of um, probably questionable uh, laurels and morals or but. I think there was a lot of misinformed people on both sides. Certainly, um, a lot of that came from Boris. A lot of that came from um, Nigel Farage. Yeah. But then he is the he is the embodiment of Adolf Hitler. So I wouldn't really expect anything to come out of his mouth that, that would be believable. Um, so, but I think, I think it's, there were lots of I do remember as well. The following day after Brexit, there was a lot of stories going around. A lot of um, news articles stories going around about people openly going up to. Um, other people going up to people from different nationalities yeah, and that Polish people voted you out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We voted you look out. You see our country. You got to get out. But then it got even worse because it was like going up to 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 black folk and and Asians and we voted you out. No, you didn't. No, you, no, you didn't. First of all, I was born here, so you know. But I I, I sadly witnessed one of those moments in person at Victoria train station. Actually, a did guy. They tell was... you, they told you to go back to where you came from. Not, I was walking past, unfortunately, what what was I, I can only res- it describe it as, as a racist, aggravated assault. <laughs> of course, I like that. I've actually got Harry Potter stuff behind me, funnily enough. What, that kind of, what kind of arsehole has memorabilia from movies and/or TV shows behind them? <laughs> Just trying to remember the name of that character from South Park. It was. Uh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, train station. No, I can't go back to deep emotional sort of actual impactful <laughs> moment after after that. The, the, it was unpleasant, the, unfortunate, and I, I, there are many, 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 many reasons over the last four years where I've been em- embarrassed to be from this country, and I hold that as one of my top five. Unfortunately, there was a lot of it. There was so much of it, and and of of, of just complete. And it was, it was. It goes back to that whole hatred and intolerance, and and Brexit and Trump, and but it gave everybody a platform to turn around and say, "Oh, you know, we can actually say this shit now." And you just you think, how can people be so brazen and think and think that it's all okay? Um, it's okay to turn to go to another human being and tell them get out of my country, or, or you're like, what, what is wrong with you? What is your what is your damage? You know, and you're hearing it, you hear it happening to people who are who are British, people who aren't even from the European Union as well. You got people who are from Africa or people from Asia, and telling them we voted you out. It's not even the same fucking continent. But it's so sorry, it's, a lot of these misinformed, a lot of these misinformed and misguided people who thought that Brexit would give them the opportunity to. Um, belittle and take the self-esteem of other races um and i tell you wizards lives matter that's what i'm gonna say you know harry listen they they suffered it harry potter they suffered it mate what was it malfoy malfoy called them mudbloods do you know what I mean? Rats, yeah. he was blonde michael 
Just saying. Don't bring me into it. I was actually, I was, I was going to interject then and just say that I've been told to fuck off back to Ireland before <laughs> when I was driving a train. Yeah, right. I'm not even Irish, so there you go. <laughs> oh, well. We smile and move. But in actual, when in actual fact, you should fuck off back to Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I should. Apparently, my last name's Northern Irish. Actually, do you know that? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, should we move on to football? <laughs> Yeah, all right. Let's move on to football. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like, although this is a good, good to return to the issue. I was gonna ask if you could grade. Actually, if you could rate your club, like Paul being a Man United fan, Mike being a Spurs fan, Matt being Chelsea, and obviously me being Arsenal. If you give your club a rating for twenty twenty across two seasons, obviously in all the different tournaments, give your club a rating out of ten. What would it be? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, I'll, yeah. I'll judge. I'll judge mine off what you say. Here's <laughs> the thing. As in terms of like, like everyone's expectations are where we're not like obviously Liverpool. That what they could have achieved in 2020, where they were at the start of the year, is very different to what our four clubs. It's relative, right? Yeah, it's relative. It's relative. Okay. You still want me to go it's, first? Absolutely. Let's go to eleven. To <laughs> us, uh, like obviously, I, I proposed this question, and I've been thinking about it for a lot longer. It's a, 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 as high as six and as low as four. No, you've just got to give. No, 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 no. You All can't right. do a bracketed. No. All right, that, that's, that's a five. That's a five. Then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll say no, but the reason why. Yeah, but yeah, it's, we're flexible. The reason why I say six because Edward. Out, no, 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 but you're still. But Mike, let me let me make my point there yeah, before, before you're sticking with six. Mike, 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 let me make my point. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Fuck yeah! Go on. At, at the end of the day, we've won a trophy. Mm. Two, two. Well, including the community shield. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not, as you I'm lot do. That. I'm not counting that. Like, like we've we like we've had it in the league. We've been shit. Like. Yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been shit in the league. You wasn't uh, you wasn't shit after lockdown though, not particularly. No, no, no we we picked up. We picked. You're good, you're good from January. You're good from January to like, to, to lockdown and then back yeah. again, weren't you? Like that whole bit was good, right? We were right. We we were in contention for Champions League, and then we kind of fucked up, and then just finished like eighth, whatever. Like this year, this season has been so far been pretty disappointing. I thought we I thought we had picked you're up. Thirteenth. Yeah, it's been it's been a disappointment. Sure, sure we've won our last couple games. Yeah, Matt. But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, it's been pretty disappointing. <laughs> I mean, that's it. The, the Chelsea game, though, I mean, even as a realist fan, I mean, it, never in a million years was that a penalty. I mean, if that, put it this way, Ed, if that was given against you, you'd be furious. I mean, it was never in a million years. Tierney is going down before anyone's got anywhere near him. Anyway, Chelsea missed the penalty. They also scored. You know, Saka scored with a cross. So I think that game could have gone... <laughs> That game could have gone either way, realistically. I know the end result is the end result and the three points are the three points, but that game could have been so much different. Yeah. And then you, you definitely, straight... It definitely, it definitely, it definitely could have been. But the, the mood and energy of it, you've got to give to Arsenal. Like, Chelsea were lackluster, tired. Not, not, I don't know. There was just something... It has to be tiredness because there just, there just wasn't something right and... But that's what Arsenal do now, don't they? They 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 get themselves up for the for the big games. It's and it's the other. They're a bit like West Ham, aren't they? West Ham get themselves up for the Chelsea and the Tottenham and the Arsenal and and those games, the London derbies. And it's a bit like what Arsenal do. I mean, 
they were very fortunate to beat Brighton. I thought. I thought. You know. Yeah, Brighton our first half away. was our first half was crap. Yeah, yeah, if Brighton would have put away half their chances in the first half, they'd have gone in three 0 up. I think. Mm, yeah, but first hey. half was we, but we we won. So like I think, and with Chelsea, based on the league positions, we shouldn't we shouldn't have really been in that game. But we 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 deserve to be in front, and we and we yeah, and we yeah. held on and we won. You know, I think hopefully. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come for the new year, you know. Oh, don't say it. Don't like, say it. No, but don't no, but for it. no, but for as for as bad as we've been, we're only six points behind Tottenham and Chelsea. And you guys, like, so you, you both of you would say, well, maybe Mike, you would say for sure, Tottenham have had a good season so far. Yeah. Are we taking from the beginning of the year into account? And, yeah. Well, just well, just just this uh, just talking about this season. We'll go back to the beginning of the year, but. So you've given yourself a six based on this season? Are you no, 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 I'm giving myself a six. A six based on 2020. Just based on 2020. That's what I just asked you. Am I no, 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 but, no, no, but, no, but, no, but the point. Year. Yeah, but the point I was making just then was about the fact that we're only six points behind Tottenham and Chelsea. You've, you've upset Matt now. Yeah, Matt's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> See what you do, Edward. Uh, you fucking uh, every time. <laughs> Stop, stop blaming Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's back. But yeah, like based on based on the twenty based on twenty twenty six. But this season, yeah. my point was, we're only six points behind you, and we've had a shit season, yeah. and you've had a good season. So like, yeah, but Ed, you're, you, you're, I mean, you're you're not catching them. They've had a very realize. Mourinho season. Say that again. They've had a very Mourinho season. But Tottenham have. Yeah. I just I said, don't bro? think I think we started well. You know, take the Everton game out of the equation. I think when Mourinho... We played well up until the West Ham game. Uh, and the last eight minutes of the West Ham game basically flipped the switch on Mourinho and sent him back to being Mourinho. Because before that, it was the, the attack. You know, we put five past Southampton, six past United. We put three past Thanks, West Mark. Ham. But I'm just saying, it was you know, we were scoring goals and we looked good going forward and all that sort of stuff. And that eight minutes against West Ham... Absolutely killed it, and then it turned into Mourinho being Mourinho, and which is what we've seen ever since. Uh, so yeah, I mean the the start was good. It's 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 teetered off a little bit now. The performances are, are dry, so dry. But yeah. it's hard to watch because Spurs. Oh, like said, dreadful. At, the start, at the start of the season, you were banging goals all over the place. Mm. Um, like you said, you done you, you you smashed Everton. There was another team that you beat quite convincingly as well. I don't remember who it was. Um, <laughs> and they wear red, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, no, well, Burgundy maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> but the point is, is you there are so many goals in your team that can be scored. For, I mean, just like I said to you, like you you know Kane and and Son is probably the, the best two strikers in the league. I put them over Mane and Salah. Um, and certainly. to know that he is say again certainly this season certainly certainly yeah this season certainly I think Kane and Son are the two strikers that that have that have been absolutely phenomenal they stand out um, and knowing that you could walk it that you could go into a game and pack away three or four goals having that in your arsenal having that in your in in your barrel and sitting back at one nil that's unacceptable man it is it is and I I, I take uh, after the the Wolves game. Mourinho basically alluded to the fact that he didn't want Tottenham to play that way. It's just that Tottenham, the, the boys on the pitch, had decided they were going to play that way. Now, I don't buy that in its entirety, 
because I think that it's after the City game and the Chelsea game and the Arsenal game and the Liverpool game, I think now it's so ingrained in them to get a goal and sit on it and hope they get another one on the break that I think they're actually now scared to push forward. and, and ki- I mean, the Liverpool game, you think if we'd have scored our chances, you know, that would have been 3-4-1 before they even scored the header right at the death. Hey Mike, remember I said to you, like, um, Mourinho's always winning trophies <clears throat> everywhere he goes, yeah? Yeah. Like, Tottenham are just, generally, they fail to get get the job done. It's gonna, the, what it's going to be is balance Mourinho's specialness versus Spurs' Spursiness. And we, I, think we'll we'll win a tro- I think we'll win a trophy. I, don't, I think Spurs will win a trophy this year. Yeah, Which, that, league, that, league cup, that league cup is yours. That league cup is yours. Assuming all of the assuming all of the competitions like go ahead and and and, and finish because there is some talk of if there is a big break, something's got to give. You know, like 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 Mike was saying uh, earlier, like if if we do have to have a month like long like uh, circuit breaker, do we have to say goodbye to the FA Cup this year? You know, it's, you know something's got to if that does happen. But I, I see Spurs winning the trophy definitely. They're, they're too good. Nah. In the tight spaces of like a knockout game, I can see them winning something. They've been too good almost, for a while, though. Almost, they're almost set. They're almost set up this season to win in knockout football. They've been too good for like under Poch. They were almost too good to not win a trophy, but they never. No, but you say too. You say too good, Ed. I mean, you know, we played good football for the the five years. Well, I say the four and a half years. I mean, the last six months of Pochettino was dreadful. But um, we, I don't know. You, you've never really had. Uh, I, I was never confident enough to say um, that we would win a trophy within those five years. Even getting to that Champions League final, I was never confident enough to say that we would win it. Even when everybody else was saying that we were going to win it, I, I deep down knew that we probably weren't going to win it. And we obviously didn't, but it's not four, because and we four, wasn't... And four minutes in, definitely. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not because we wasn't playing good football. It's just because we didn't have a Mourinho, if that makes sense. Whereas Mourinho gives any... you that, he gives you that, doesn't he? He gives you that, push you over the line. It's the siege mentality that he instills in the squad. And it's that mm. us against them type thing that he's done everywhere at Chelsea, at Madrid, at United, in the Milan. He's done it everywhere he's ever been. And it's all that close ranks and, you know, everyone hates us. Everyone thinks we're shit. You know, they're all laughing at yeah. us. They're doing this, that. And it's yeah. that whole thing. But, you know, but that's what Mourinho does. And that's what he brings to the table. And then you add players like Hoiberg... And th- those 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 biters in midfield and that. I mean, this you know, it's a toss up between the two, isn't it? You play five years of lovely football, but you don't win anything. You know, can you grin and bear it for a, nine months? <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. You never know. We might win the league. We did. Yeah, I suppose. We, so we, 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 you know, we 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 had we had. I mean, admittedly, before before Mourinho, um, we were crap. Uh, we 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 play arguably more attractive football now post Mourinho, but for those. You know, the, the first year, the first season, two trophies. You know I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but he's he's been our most successful manager post Sir Alex. And he, I, I, I said to you at the start of the season, I thought Spurs were going to win the league. I think Spurs could still win the league, but I do think they'll definitely go away with a trophy this year. I, I, hundred percent, will go away with a trophy. He's too good to not win a trophy. I, I think we're getting away with a lot at the moment as well because if you look at the table, we're dropping points, but so is everybody else around us. Absolutely. I mean, you look at like the Chelsea number, dropping points. The number of terrible points drops from all of that group for yeah. the last fortnight is incredible. 
I mean, you look now, it's 71 minutes and Liverpool are drawing nil-nil with Newcastle. Hence, Not to say that they won't score. Be, Hence my point. Couldn't be six wrong. points behind you two, despite our shit season. Yeah, but Ed, you do realise that you're not going to break top four this season. You realise that you're probably not going to break top six this season. I'm, I'm right? not. I'm, I'm not betting against anything. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against it. I'm a honest. I'm an. I'm not, I'm, I'm not you guys hate it. it. I'm just flat out telling you. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys, you guys hate it, but I'm an optimist. I always think Arsenal will do it. I always think that. I think Arsenal will do what exactly? Even when we don't do anything, we'll call people do. Say, say that again, Matt. I still can't come top five. There are too many good, too many much. They're not, no, the lead, the lead could is you squeeze, Could you squeeze into six? Could see you squeeze into six, maybe, but you can't come top five. There are too many. I don't even, I don't even see that. I'd, see? I'd say ninth. Well, I see you think, think about the teams you'd have to come above, come fifth or above. You just can't. I'm not including Chelsea in that, by the way. I'm not, because we are a shit show right now. But um, you but, can't but come above. But you have to include Chelsea. Either the uh, either of the Manchester teams, you won't you won't come above Leicester. Just I just, Everton, I just don't see it. Yeah, Everton are good. This see, I, as well. yeah, Ancelotti's done wonders. Yeah, he Manager is. of the season yeah. so far. Yeah, after after rating, I never think he was that good. I always thought he's maybe lucky. Like, but see, Everton. Yeah, Everton, Everton's another one. They're they're always liable to fall away. I mean, you look, they had that really good start, didn't they? And then they didn't win a game in four or five, and they dropped right down. And now they've won a couple on the bounce again. So I think they're going to be they that. They have team games that... in hand as well, don't they? One, one okay. game. Okay. Uh, and if Liverpool, everyone's all over. Right? Everyone's all over the place now with the postponements. It's, that's what's going to be tricky because, like you say, like a, a run of two or three wins. If your games are being squished together because of of of, 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 of games that have been postponed, you could go from like ninth to second. Like that's how squished it all is. Mm. Like Man well, United. That's what Spur- I mean, like Man United. Yeah. But that's what Spurs Spurs could have done had they played tonight. I think you're what would you what, fifth or something yeah. in the league? We would have gone third. You would have gone. Joint, yeah, ju- so we would have gone level level with Newcastle. Uh, level with Everton on points. Everton. Mm. But it's that it's, it has been Better massive Leicester. jumps. There's just massive jumps. Teams would go from fifth, and we were, I think, a week ago, we were seventh, and now you said, like, we're, we're what, are we second? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, two points off the top, game in hand, but that's, you know. I mean, it's always better to be, a, you know, it's always better to be a lucky manager than a good one, I suppose. Well, you're, saying, you're saying that you don't rate Solskjaer, then? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, absolutely not. I don't. No. What about you, Paul? What about you? Um, I think that. Because you're talking about the, how you know what you, the ratings that you'd give um, yeah. your team over the the, ca- the calendar calendar year. Yeah. Um. I would say I would say United were about a seven. Um. I think that from January till the end of the season, we we were fantastic in the league. Um. We got to was it two semi-finals or three semi-finals and lost them, which was a bit so, shit. Three. I think something like that. And we Euro- Europa League. That's uh, yeah, Europa League. League Cup and FA Cup. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you know, like, that's a bit crap. Um, this season didn't start great, but now we're kind of starting to find our way. But we got knocked out of the Champions League. It's been it's been a series of highs and lows. I don't think that Ollie I don't think Oli is is the right person for the job. I think there's definitely still a fundamental problem within that club. However, we did sign probably the best midfielder in the league uh, in January. Um, who has been an, a saviour. He's, he's, he has saved our, our club probably week in, week out since January. He's even... even at, Arguably the number one match winner in that league. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's by far the best best player at Man United and he's probably the best midfielder. He's probably, at the moment, he's, I would say he's better than Kevin De Bruyne. 
I would say he is. He was the name I was thinking probably, of. Actually. He was the name I was thinking of when like, you said best. But yeah, Kevin yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is, is he's he's the measuring stick, isn't he? He's 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 the he's the he's the bar, yeah. which mm. all other midfielders need to aspire to. And at the moment, I would say Fernandez is above him. Um, again, again, based off of the fact that one United are above City, and two, he is directly involved in a goal in in pretty much every goal scored since he signed. He's you know, whether more, it's an assist or he's, he's definitely like a bigger factor in your form than Kevin De Bruyne is. So. Absolutely, and he, absolutely. Loves, and he loves a dive as well, which is always a bonus. Uh, no, mm-hmm. he, he gets tackled a lot, doesn't he? He gets fouled a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, loads. So, he's got a close relationship with gravity. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. He's absolutely top notch. And I, I, I go back to January when the rumours were were coming around that they were going to sign him, and I, I text Paul a couple of times, and I said to him. He is a right player, a hundred percent. I've got a guy who I work with on the trains, and he's actually a sport in Lisbon. He's Portuguese. He's a season ticket holder at Sport in Lisbon, and he was saying that the the geezer is just different level, different. When's Spurs going to sign him as well? When you went for him? We were in the summer. We went in for him, but you know Daniel Levy didn't want to pay the money, so there you go. Mm. A lot of that hinged on Ericsson as well, I think, because there was the whole thing that Ericsson was supposed to be going to United but then didn't. And so if he'd have gone to United, we would have got for that. I mean, how different that would have I been. We, we dodged the bullet there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It would have been, that would have been another, another Lexi Sanchez um, thing all over again. And, um, and Christ, that arsehole's out of the club. Fernandez is one of those really watchable good players as well. Like, I love KDB. He's, he's quality. On that very long list of ex-Chelsea players, why? Why is he still not at Chelsea? Like, but he's also really boring. Like he, like he does flashes of brilliance, but he, he's 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 just very good at the basics. Fernandez, like I could do one of those player cams, all, like all game, because he's got that shit housery like um, Diego Costa has, uh, that CR seven has, like that kind of brilliant. Also a bit of a twat, like walks mm-hmm. that line for me. Where I'm just like he's just a great sportsman, and I pr- like he's trying to win. Yeah. And, and I, I would, I would, I would always want my team to have a player like that. Like Luis Suarez, and like sort of. Suarez maybe, crosses it for me. Yeah, maybe the biting not. and the, the biting and the. To be honest, the, the, he's, a, he's a bit too sleazy. He is, yeah. He's, he's the sleazy side of that for me. Diego was my man, and and he's he's available, <laughs> and I'm just like come it's, back, Diego. Who's going the Wolves? It's funny. I, I heard that too. Yeah. He's not Portuguese. He's not going Wolves. He's not Portuguese. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned Diego Costa and, and the walk in the line because I actually put Costa Diego Costa in, in the same bracket as a Luis Suarez. I think okay. he's. I think he's. I think. I think he crosses that line far too much. I hated Diego Costa, uh, Costa at, um, at Chelsea. Yeah, and admitted, yeah, you know he scores scores goals, but I think as a person, just as a player, I was like the guy's just he's just fucking scum. To me, he was he was the epitome of 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 what I hated about Chelsea. Just dirty, flipping, just dirty, cheating scum. John Terry um, was the epitome for me. Yeah, yeah, but but then 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 but then Re- no, not Mourinho. Mourinho is one of us. Um, <laughs> but, but, but but when you look at it, you think actually, yeah, John Terry is the epitome of Chelsea because he is really the the dirty, cheating scumbag. But yeah, I hated Costa, hated him. Although I would like to see him come back to Chelsea because Christ, you need a striker. What's, you really do. He's a good player. What's, what's going on with him? I don't, don't get it. Lampard doesn't know how to use him. That's the problem. Mm. Is this a segue to me? Nicely done. 
Yeah, um, let's, let's go for it. Like, Mike, you didn't give a rating, but yeah. Ahead, Paul. No, just... What? Mike, you didn't give a... Mike, you didn't rate, you have a rating for Spurs. But yeah, just quickly give a rating for oh, Spurs and let's go to Matt. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for a six. All right, cool. No I'll have a six. about the same as me, but that's all right. Anyway, anyway for, 20, for, tw- for 2020 as a whole, I'll go for a six. All right, cool. Go on, Matt. Sorry, you were saying? If this had been two weeks ago, Jesus Christ, it would have been a very different, very different answer. Um, I think that's how how far stuff has has changed. Um, man, it's such a hard year to review. We finished top four in in the, in in the mid season, and we we needed that for the transfer window. I I I think if we don't have Champions League football, I, I don't know if we're able to to buy everybody that we do. I don't know if Chilwell comes. I don't know about the German lads. You know, as as much as they not as they've not settled in yet. Then obviously reached the cup final. Can't remember who we lost to, but cup final is always good. And then uh, we've got so this 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 new season, so the twenty twenty one season, really really hard sort of review because it started started really like up and down, and a lot of that was because we couldn't couldn't rely on our goalkeeper. And then we made a big move. We you know we made that call and brought somebody else in. And, and and big Eddie big Eddie Mendy's done pretty well to be honest. Yeah, probably our best probably our best sign along with Chilwell. I think. What's that the player from Ajax that you got? Uh, Ziyech. Ziyech. Yeah, he's he's been pretty good from what I've seen of him. He's been injured a lot, unfortunately. Uh, so hopefully that's not kind of ongoing. But then we've got through to the last sixteen, the Champions League. We we've been hovering around in and around the top four. We've got we've lost. What is it? Three out of the last four. So it's good we've got man city next if that game does happen at the weekend so uh, we're not going to be you know, strongly favored in that one so we could find ourselves quite far off the pace then you know lampard and check and and the team have have bought really well in the summer we've spent a lot of that russian money saying that like, like well we might like Kai, Kai Vets, it, it, though. It, it, what, what, what was he for you know i feel like you didn't you had like pulisic already What's Ziyech? Uh, no, Havertz is a very different player to Pulisic and and and, and Ziyech. They, they play very different, play very different games. I don't. I, I the pieces still haven't properly fit together yet. It's one of those where we could we could come second, we could also come ninth, and I have no idea right now, honestly. Like, do, do you remember Conte season where he won the league? Yeah. Arsenal, sma- mm. Arsenal smashed Conte's Chelsea three 0 in I want to say early November sort of time, and the season looked over at that point. And Conte changed it around. We won an incredible run, and we went on to win the league. The John, um, John Cherry um, went to three to the three to back. Yeah, yeah. yeah with with Paul's favourite Costa leading the line, and um, and and it was it was it was really unlikely. If you'd gone December, Chelsea going to win win the league, none of us would have put money on that. I think we'll be lucky to come top four um, at, at the rate we're going. I still rate Lampard. I think he he needs to be given multiple years. The same as Solskjaer, the same as Arteta. I, I don't think any of our clubs should be pulling the trigger on... Yeah, I agree. There's not a lot of, op- there's not a lot of options out there. Well, um, Thomas Tuchel's I, just kind of available, though. just saying. Yeah. He seems like it could be a Chelsea yeah. type of manager. Can I, can I, can I give my score... Can I give my score based on future result? If on Sunday we somehow put the pieces together and beat Man City, or seven out of ten. Well, <laughs> Sunday's we'll twenty twenty one. Sunday's twenty twenty one. So yeah. We're, we're, I'm going to give the same score as everybody else, though. We're a five or a six out of ten. Mm. I think we've done we've done enough. 
we've spent so much money. I can't, I can't, I can't sit here and give anything above that. So it's a joke to sort of say anything above that because of that amount of money. You just know you have to, you have to bring the results. And, and we were for a bit, and, and we looked, we looked good. And the last, the last fortnight has been absolute shit show. No energy, no plan. Just, dead dead football it's been tough it's not been fun. It's, it's i think been, that yeah I, I don't know it's it's it's, it, it's so strange th- this season because normally by this time you've got a, a general understanding you can look at the league and you can sort of have a look at it and say okay yeah well you know that you're you're looking at this is pr- pretty much a likely top four and then five six seven and so on and so forth but now you look at it and you think to yourself like for instance United win their game in hand they're top you know because Liverpool are still drawing 85 minutes you know Spurs as it stands yeah. right now with a game in hand over Liverpool we would only be six points behind them it's just, I think the whole thing's mad. It's just crazy. The, the season is just, I don't when, know. When you think, this this time last year, Liverpool had already pretty much won the league. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty much over, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it looks invincible and like, uh, so untouchable in how they were put together. They like, they they felt like they had the best 11 in the league. Like there wasn't another player yeah. other than maybe De Bruyne, like literally. yeah. And I think they hadn't. They, they, I don't think they lost a game until what March, um, Liverpool. Yeah, who did they lose to as well? They lost no, they lost. They did. They lost. They lost before the turn of the year. It was against Watford, and yeah, they lost three 0 so yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, and I think that might have been December. That might have been December or maybe January, early no, January, I, possibly. I feel. Like, I feel. Like, I feel like it was later than that. I feel like it was around sort of February, March, but I might be wrong. I don't know. You have to. You have to Google it. But regardless, it, Liverpool had won the league yeah. come Christmas. Everyone, everyone knew that it, that's what it was going to be. Um, this year, you just you just don't know. The safe bet would be Liverpool, um, but you just you just don't know. You don't know. Having said that, you're saying they're, they're drawing they're drawing at the moment. Eighty five minutes gone, they'll probably score four before the ninety. So yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, it, it's, it's, you you just have you have no idea. And there's 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 an optimist inside me based off of the current table and the and the fact that I think we've probably got the best form in the league at the moment. I'm certainly out of the the, the big clubs or the top six or whatever. Um, you and Evan, Evan are on banging form at the moment. Yeah, they've won, they've won something like four or five in a row. Sure. Oh, really, okay, I think we we're we're undefeated in our last nine. I think I think our last our last defeat was to us uh, November Arsenal. Yeah, it was no, November in November. Mm. Um, so we've been in pretty good form. Um, and the optimist inside me is like, maybe, maybe this could be it, and we, we could be back. But the realist says, no, we're probably going to get banged in by fucking Fulham, and 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 that'll be that'll be that, and we'll just slip right back down to seventh, and then just do the same thing Chelsea are doing, just flip, 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 and then we'll probably wind up finishing third, Chelsea fourth, Spurs first. No, tie okay. back to it, uh, tie back to an earlier point in the pod, um, Paul, that you made. If you if you're like a believer in like universal energy higher power god or just like just a rightness in the world mm. if, if united didn't did go on to win the league I, I, all i would be is positive because rashford plays for you like, i would literally just be like like if, if if that man and the energy that he put out the positivity and the, and the great work that he put out into the universe was enough to you know to bring that kind of 
I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in that, in that kind of energy thing, not necessarily get religious about it. But like, I think like, I would be like, this is the most positive I've ever been about United team. <laughs> like, and it, and it was purely <laughs> down uh, to Mr. Marcus Rashford. And yeah, I, I would, I, every time he scores like a last minute winner as well, like he did like the other day, I'm just like, I actually do smile and go like, fair enough, kids. Like what a year yeah. you've had. And, He's one of the true heroes, and and, and yeah, it's weird being positive about a, about a team like United. Yeah. It definitely is because I think when you grow up, when you've grown up disliking United, I suppose, like a lot of kids. That's what I mean. So, for if you grew up in that era, unless you're obviously a London-based Manchester United fan like they mostly are. But, I mean, other than that, you, you dislike them. It, it's nice to see someone like... I mean, you can't... No, you can't. There's not a bad word you can say about the guy, is there, really? This you is one I mean? of those ones where even even if he left United at the end of the season and went to one of our rivals, you'd be you'd be so upset of him. But I, I hope that he wins the league. Wherever he's with us or with whoever, he, I think he deserves... Just because the guy just seems like... The, the, he, just, he just seems like... It, it's it's owed to him at the le- at the very least he should have a he should, he should have a league a league medal because of everything that he's done and everything that he believes in as a human being and like you said you talk about the universe and energy and that and I'm like that's the universe it should man there's, if there's any kind of equilibrium everything that he's done the very least he deserves is the thing that that a footballer covets the most you know um, what a fucking star is he now twenty three 22, 23, yeah. He's, I think, 22, actually. That's, that, that's the other crazy bit to me. It's not like he's in that captain role. In it. Oh, he has captain, obviously. But he's, he's not like he's that 27, 28-year-old who's got okay, a bit of his career behind him. Yeah. He's yeah. so yeah. young. I, I, just, yeah. I just love him. As long as, as, long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't go to Madrid, it. I no, yeah, I, I would, I, I'd fucking hate him if he went to Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> no one. It's not a long list. A long list of clubs you can go to at that point, is it? Though is the only thing I say about that. Where can you I go suppose, yeah. when you when you've done that by twenty three? Like, hopefully, one one club kid. Like that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. You would be. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be especially in this day and age, where you think that you to find a player to find a one club player um, now is it's highly improbable. There there doesn't seem to be any loyalty to any player, um, and you can't imagine. You look at someone like Harry Kane. If Spurs don't win the league, he will not stay. You know, you look at any other, you look at players who've come through. Paul Pogba's a prime example. Prime example of somebody who has no loyalty whatsoever. Mm. Um, he he doesn't have loyalty to United. He hasn't got loyalty to Juventus. He's he's literally got loyalty to the guy that does his hair. Mm. Yeah, he's but he's barber. He's got loyalty loyalty to his barber. Mm. That's that's <laughs> it. Because even his even his agent is a fucking. How can you have loyalty to a fucking snake like that? Neither of them do. Neither of them think about each other. And, it's he he's one that really winds me up because he'll sit there uh, he'll he'll stand there and dance with Jesse Lingard and fucking hug players and that and you're like you do not play for this club you play for you and that's what how a lot of players are now they play for they play for the next club that can come and do that big money transfer unless you're a banger young who just plays for a big contract and then just fucks off for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we're, we're all that. we're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. You know, he's a, he's a, he's. he's a I was to, to, to be honest with you, right? I was, and, and this this is in defence of Arsenal. I was a little bit pissed at Arteta last night for ushering him back into the team so quickly when the kids had done so well against Chelsea, and you just think just because 
he's the captain and you know he's supposed to be your talisman who scored two three premier league goals this season two three ed two or yeah you take one off you take one off for the own goal don't you oh right okay yes yeah but the uh the, the point i'm making is, is arteta should have stuck to his guns there and, and not ushered him straight back into the team because a he's not playing very well and b you've done a lot better without him against chelsea but if a bad it was a struggle. Going, it was a struggle last night. Yeah, but it's if it's but said. It, like, yeah, but that's it's it's always that, isn't it? If we if a Bamiyang... it's like that. I said the same thing to Paul about Paul Pogba. There is absolutely no way when that whole malarkey came out with Riola and all that rubbish that he should have never have put a Manchester United shirt on again. And the very next no, game, he's on the bench and he brings yeah. him on. I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It, it should never happen. Yeah, I'm not saying that Bamiyang. Aubameyang should never play for Arsenal again. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying he, he Arteta should have stuck with the guys who pulled off such a good result against Chelsea. I think. But but I think Aubameyang wasn't dropped because of like off off the field. No, he was injured. Yeah. No, he was injured. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've still so, got to look at it as the manager, and you've got to think to yourself, "Well, hang on, right? So we played really well there against Chelsea, and all right, you know, the, the ifs and buts of the game itself, but convincingly by the scoreline, beaten Chelsea with the guys that we had there, the kids, that Smith Rowe and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, as soon as he's able to play again, he's ushered straight back into the team. I and suppose it was a struggle for you guys. But the reason, the reason Brighton. why we were so good wasn't so much because Aubameyang was out, but because the young, the youthful players that we brought in and NJ, they energy they committed to the team and then so we kept those players we kept Smith Rowe we kept Martinelli and Saka's obviously like he's never been he's never been dropped from the team and we placed Aubameyang in against a lesser team even though it was away a lesser team We if, if they could if they could spark Aubameyang and get him how he was for the last few years like, I, for me it seemed like it's a, it's a risk worth taking because Aubameyang is like for the last few years he's been our best player he's like the FA Cup semi-final against City and the final against Chelsea, he pretty much won it, won them sing- game single-handedly. You know? Yes, fair. You know what Arsenal need? They need, they need like a they the need Liverpool a midfielder. Paul, I know yeah, you're going to sure. say. I know, oh, you're, hey. you're, yeah. Paul, you're going to say you're going to say just, something that's like we need a creative midfielder, like so, so a one, you do, so, perhaps, so, or, so, or something like that. You're basically going to hint that we need Ozil in the team. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying no. You're I wasn't going to mention Ozil. I was, I was just, I was just going to say you need somebody, a creative midfielder, somebody who could spray them special balls out somewhere for Aubameyang to get onto. Someone who could take the pressure off of him. Someone. Someone who I don't know, maybe a World Cup winner, someone like that, you know. I already said, I already mentioned that, Paul. I already, I t- stole your line. I stole, I stole your fun. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't get that part. Damn. All right. Maybe, maybe yeah. somebody who's experienced around the world. Somebody who's played in Germany, Spain. You know, some, some. I don't know. I don't know. What do you reckon? Somebody who's maybe earning like a big contract, but doing f all with it. Somebody who who wanted to save a dinosaur. Can you imagine making that much money for doing as little work as he is? Can you even it's imagine? Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. It's like, it's like being a mate of someone in the government. <laughs> it's like he gets paid. He gets paid pretty much for every sarky tweet he makes about Arsenal, the club that employs him and pays his wages. That's brilliant. My life. But he, 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 so he Ed, what, did you give? Ed, did you give a score? I, I said, I said between four and six, like six, which is oh, five. Yeah, six, six, yeah but we won the tra- of 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 our teams. Of our teams, we won a trophy. Oh, here we go. So, so just saying that. But, but obviously, the league, we've been pretty shit. You know, this season, we, I, had, I had high expectations for the season. It's been pretty disappointing. FA Cup, like, yeah, it's great. But like, I think with our signings, I thought maybe William's been really disappointing. Gabrielle's been great. 
Party against United was great, but he's been injured or whatever. I'm not. I'm not convinced about Gabriel. I mean, he looks. He looks. He looks solid enough, but again, he, he just. He's already like our boy. best defender. He, that's all I have. He's. He looks like a. <clears throat> he looks like a player who's got a, a ricket in him, a bit like a Louise. You know, like you look at David Louise one day and you think, yeah, he's top notch, and then he's liable to. I mean, that game. Oh, who was it against when he he was out of position for the first goal and then got sent off? Who was that against? Uh, so, so I probably blocked it from my memory. Again? Was, uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, I blocked it from my memory. Yeah, but he was... Yeah, I don't know. He looks all right. Yeah, he's already... Yes, I think it was... Friend, was it all, yeah. He's, a, he's already our best defender, so I'm not going to... Like, Holden's good as well, but... Well, Holden's been good with him, but he's already our best defender. That's... Arsenal's, Arsenal's best defender is a mighty high bar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, he'd make a good defender. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of superhero, right? <laughs> Some kind of superhero. Right, chaps, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to love you and leave you because I've got to be up for work early doors. So let's, I was going to say on that note, let's, let's leave it. Let's leave it. Maybe the next one, we'll maybe look at 2021. Like what we're, what we're looking, what we're expecting. Prediction. Predi- predictions for 21. Yeah. We always, always love that game. Yeah. The time capsule that we can return back to at the end of the year. All right. Should we all? Should we all just 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 before we go? Should we all go round and do a top four? Ed, okay. you start. All right, Liverpool. Is this in order? You're doing this in order, yeah? Yeah, I'll do this in order. Liverpool, United, Leicester, Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Wow. Go, go, Matt. Yeah, go on, someone else. Go on, Matt. Um. Oh, jeez. I will go. Liverpool win the league, but really only just. Just have enough to do it. It's not going to be the canter. I will go Liverpool, United and City in third. And and the Manchester teams finish on the same points. And it's like some crazy, like, Ashford. This is really last specific. Goal. Ashford. Really hey, specific. hey, I'm bringing specificity. Um, Liverpool by a point. If this, if this happens, this boy is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right down. Liverpool by a, by a point. Man, man, United and Man City on the same points, but Rashford's last goal of the season it gives him the golden boot and United get second. And fourth place, I will go to... I'm going to go Ancelotti. I think Everton have enough. Um, I, I think Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, Spurs all have some... Not that other teams don't, but they all have fundamental issues that, that will mean they can't go on a run long enough to come top four. Sound. Go on, Paul. Uh, Spurs, because I've been saying it all season. Oh, fucking hell. Spurs, Liverpool, City, United. You just want to see Michael cry at the end of the season when it doesn't happen, right? I I just I just I can't I cannot discount Mourinho I can't I think that the guy yeah. the guy is he's, he's he's special. That's to be fair. Yeah, so and I've said it yeah. I've said it all season. He's got dark, all, he's got dark magic. Dark magic. He has man. He's got he's he'll he'll gouge some guy out. I thought him going to Tottenham was the end of his career, but then he's proved me wrong. You know. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I mean, I've you see, I, I'm not. I'm not going to change it now. I'm, I'm probably going to. It probably will be Liverpool. But there is. There is a little bit of. There's a small. There's a small. There's a little bit of poetry in me that that really wants Spurs to win it. And I don't know. It's weird because obviously I want United to win, but I kind of. I don't know if I want Spurs to win it a little bit more. Yeah. That's, and I, 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 only because I and I, because I really really want fucking Ed Woodward to be like fuck. If Mourinho wins that league. Then I want, I want, I want United owners and fans and all them people that doubt him to turn around and be like, oh, actually, yeah, it it was Paul Pogba, it was Martial, it was everything that he said. A protest, so, battle, yeah, in a way. That's, yeah. A Brexit a protest, maybe. Allegedly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Go on, Mike. Absolutely. But yeah, go on, Mike. Uh, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Bosh. Oh, there you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't think Liverpool win in the That's league? what I think. No, I don't think they will. I think it's going to be really, really tight, but I think City will get their act together in the second half of the season. I mean, they're already mm. not losing that many games. I know they started pretty people well. Are, people are sleeping on City. I, I don't know why. It's not yeah, like they can't it's, drop, honestly, it's not like they can't drop loads of money in 26 hours either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that but, but this is it. But now, as, as, things, as things stand right now, they are, I'll tell you... Six points off the top? They are... Twenty-six. That, eh? They are seven points off of Liverpool, and they've got two games in hand. So there you go. Right there, man. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. We all, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. We all downplayed our own teams, right? As as per. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 so shocked that Edward didn't squeeze Arsenal into fourth place because I thought that was coming. <laughs> well, you didn't. We didn't. We didn't talk about the cups. Like, we didn't talk about that, but like, let's leave that for another conversation. Well, no, yeah, we were just, yeah, just top four is fine. Just and he, he, can't, he can't, I mean, you are, can't log on with his alter ego and, and comment here. He can, he can do that in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, on that note, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. <laughs> All right, catch up with you guys okay. later, yeah? Uh, yeah, take care. Same. All right, cool. Well, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Take care.